Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael, myself, or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Friday. It's been a fast week. Friday, April the 15th, 2016. And our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, dear heart, and welcome, everybody. We're honored that you're here to share with us. And uh, give us a chance, once again, to talk about these awesome tools that change lives in ways that always amaze me. And Jeannie, I'm going to just hand the microphone right back over to you because you've got uh, some things to share with us. Yeah, it's amazing. Yesterday uh, we mentioned briefly, I think, that the book had been translated into Dutch. And I may be pronouncing his name incorrectly, Arjan. And I've been communicating with him by email, and he's given me permission to share his emails. I told Michael I hoped I could get through these um, and stay in one piece. When I read them yesterday, it so touched my heart that um, Michael and I both were in tears by the time I got through reading the email. So uh, he's done a wonderful job. I've got it on the website already. So anybody you know that speaks Dutch, um, it's on, the book is on there, the commitment to myself, the commitment to another, the uh, reality management worksheet or wake-up sheet, all of that is now on the website in Dutch. And his contact information is on there as well, so anybody can write to him. But here's the first email that he sent. He said, Dear Jeannie and Michael, uh, the links are in PDF. It took me a long time to get this done, but it has turned out wonderful. It is the book, the worksheet, the reality management sheet, explained in the most recent Chapter 24, and the commitment to myself and my commitment to you. I translated the book and the layout somewhat like the original. I've read the book. I read the book for the first time eight years ago. Now I've read it lots of times. I truly want to thank you both for this wonderful material and your commitment to the work. It has made a gigantic contribution to me and my family. I must say I sometimes wanted to give it all up. I had two mothers and three fathers and major challenges in my life the first 13 years of my life. By the time I was 13, I started doing drugs. Weird as this may sound, the drugs actually saved me. I thought life could never be good, and I was so tired of it. 
but when I smoked weed for the first time, I laughed all day. And that gave me a clue that life could be enjoyed. For years, I started doing more drugs, more serious drugs. When I was 26, I stopped. And then my unconscious opened up. Poof. It was, and sometimes still is, quite a ride. There were years where I had a cold for nine months straight, or I was in healing crises that lasted three months. Now I'm starting to see that for the past 10 years, I've actually been growing younger. Ha. Huh. I want to tell you this so that you know how much your book has meant for me. There's so much I want to share with you, but email falls short of communication. In the Netherlands, I run a facility with a group of friends that helps and welcomes all people who have lost their way. We have coaching based on experience, meditation, yoga, multiple craftsmanships. We do vegetable gardens, etc. We now have 200 people and are growing steadily. I trust that one day a chance will open up to meet you in person. Miracles are starting to flood my world. I keep all options open. Please let me know what you think of the translation. I used all my experience and wrote it with love and dedication. I wish you both and your family and Heartland many blessings in life. So I wrote back to him and told him how much it touched us and that I was putting it on the website and asking for a picture of himself. And He wrote back to me this morning and it says, Dear Michael and Jeannie, well, the tears are flowing on both sides of the ocean. Thanks for your warm reply. I'm going to tune in tonight. It's 1900, uh, his time, in the Netherlands. So I hope he's listening. Please use the email in whatever way can be in, may, in whatever way people can be inspired. When I talk with people that come to me, what I mostly choose to embody is the vibration. Anything is possible. Never give up. I sometimes advise people to not stop immediately if they're smoking or drinking or, or doing other things. When I stopped the use of drugs, I still smoked 30 cigarettes a day and 15 cups of coffee because I was so blown away by the dungeon that I had opened up in myself. I decided to not stop smoking and drinking coffee all at one time, but to gradually diminish. At one point, I smoked only five cigarettes and drank three cups of coffee. Then I stopped all the use and the use of sugar and additives also gradually. With this, I could somehow regulate how much of the inner pain would surface. And I still drink lots and lots and lots of water, fresh and filtered. With the gradual stopping, I promised myself to be kind and gentle to myself. Decisions on, and in parentheses, he has, he has willpower did not always yield the best results, at least in my experience. I would feel guilty if I failed according to my own standard. Quote, I would let myself down, unquote, etc. And that would only drive me to do more drugs. The only decision that I made with all the power within me was, and I really did say this out loud, with my fist raised in the air, I will come to know how all this works. I will regain my natural state. I'm breathing Come. with you, sweetie. <laughs> Come what may, I shouted to the universe, I want to feel at home in myself. I don't want a car, a relationship, money, or success. I want to know who I am and how this works. And I now claim my birthright. Something like that. Nice, huh? Well, 
it actually actually was really beautiful. Then I showed the universe through my actions that I was really serious. And from that point on, it's been a wild but wonderful ride. I'm going to stop writing now. I'm so excited. I could tell you these things. I could go on for days. I have a cell number in the Netherlands, and he gives his cell number and address, and it's on the website. You can go see it. Um, I currently am without a physical address. In 2012, I ran a political party with friends, which suggested unconditional basic income, equality, etc. Had some of the save the world, be the change you want to see, fire inside of me. So I started writing letters to banks, peaceful noncompliance. I tried to stop convictions or evictions. Our group went to court because the only way to get financial support or treatment for disease in the current health care was for chemicals. There was no choice included for mind-body work and taking responsibility. Well, in the end, my house was empty. I did have some wonderful talks with bailiffs and debt collectors, etc., and for six months I lived in an empty house, which was the most amazing chance to become friends with myself. I lost my house, but I found myself. I've never been without a roof or food. I have found that life takes perfect care of itself. Well, here I go again. To make a long story short, here's the website of the facility that we have in the Netherlands. It's in Dutch, so it's probably of no use, but... I can be contacted at my phone number or email address. There is an attachment of a short video clip that we made. I did the music in it, and here is a photo. Blessings, Ajahn. Sweet. Sweet. It always just um, amazes me and uh, opens my soul when people pick up the work and I have no idea how Arjan got a hold of it. I don't know, Arjan, if you might be able to Skype into us or not, but if you have that on your phone. But it would be cool to hear your voice. But uh, it always just amazes me how the wisdom of each individual takes the work, does the work, and uh, it sounds like you've just uh, done an awesome piece of work, and we certainly just uh, double big time appreciate the fact that now anybody in the world that speaks Dutch has free availability of why is this happening to me again and first century Aramaic forgiveness. That's just uh, such a huge gift to give us and to give the world. So we, we return it to the world by putting it on the website free. Actually, that's, I think, the seventh language now that the, uh, the book is translated into and on the website free. The, uh, the only language we do not have in, uh, on the site free is the uh, – there was a publisher in Sweden who – who did the publishing there, and they thought they'd lose money if we put it out there free, so it's not available. But we do have that translation, so any event. Fabulous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we uh, we hold the space for anyone in the uh, the Dutch-speaking world, which would include you know, parts of Africa and Europe, that uh, you're... Welcome to pass that link around, and uh, let's take forgiveness to uh, a whole other population until we hit critical mass and it becomes available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet from the inside, the intuitive understanding of that process of forgiveness and the the tools with which to relieve oneself of every form of sadness, anger, rage, fear, guilt, drama, trauma. So thanks for doing the work, Arjan, and thank you, thank you, thank you for that translation. 
Hmm. And I breathe with you, Jeannie. How are you doing? You, you did pretty good on that first letter. You made it all the way through. Yeah, it just touches me. It is so awesome. I mean, there's just the inside of me just yearns to go and visit his group and, and present the work in person. And, I mean, it's just phenomenal what he's done. And, and uh, I'm I'm just touched. I think it's awesome. I hear you. I hear you. And, uh, you know, one more step toward critical mass, toward this becoming and, – and, and speaking in terms of critical mass, you know, the man Yeshua 2,000 years ago says a little leavening leavens the whole loaf, and one might be tempted to think he's talking about bread, but somehow I don't think so. It's actually a principle in physics. The man was a physicist. And basically in physics, if you have a substance that – there comes a point of transformation of that substance by adding a second substance or a second energy. And so you can add one drop to the first substance and nothing happens in two and three and four and 10. And then when you hit the 11th drop, that second substance totally transforms. So here's Yeshua 2000 years ago saying that when that critical mass mind is reached that incarnates and embodies this understanding and really understands that forgiveness is the tool with which to remove all forms of hostility or fear, then when that energetic patterns become, be, pattern pardon me, becomes strong enough, then it will become available to every mind on the planet from the inside. It won't have to be approached from the outside, but it will come from the inside. And that's a, a principle that was spoken about 2,000 years ago. And I think we're we're on the cusp. We're getting close to critical mass. So we had a, an interesting meeting yesterday. Dr. Tim was part of it. And uh, Rex, of course, was part of it. And Mark and uh, the Rooka group that uh, is working on supporting, taking these tools to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And uh, they've decided to pick up. You know, we've worked on a project of developing an app, but not something that's come to fruition yet. But uh, they've worked, they're picking up the project and uh, have some uh, investment going into it. So hopefully before too long, we'll have an app that people will be able to put on their phones to, uh, to take this into uh, the digital world. So exciting. Let's say hello to Dr. Tim. Dr. Tim had a support group last night. It'll be interesting to hear what uh, happened with his support group and uh, what's exciting in his world. Dr. Tim? Well, what's exciting in my world is hearing Jeannie read that letter. And uh, me too. Lovely to hear. Lovely to hear. It is just awesome, isn't it? It's like every time somebody else shows up who's doing this. I remember the uh, the excitement for me when uh, we got an email from a woman in Tehran, Iran. Found your workshop worksheet on the uh, website, read your book on the wine. Thanks for making it free, and I'm going to do it in Farsi. And I think it took her probably a year and a half or so, and you know, the book's now available in Farsi. So we've got people in Tehran, Iran, doing worksheets and teaching forgiveness. It's just, it's so amazing, so amazing. German, Russian, Swedish, Spanish. Pretty cool. Yes, it's lovely, and uh, I'm 
I was here just breathing with you, Jeannie, and um, resonating the 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 desire to know myself, and that that's what what's led me to the work I've done for the past 41 years in doing therapy with people, and I've told them one of my ways of talking about it is that the point of therapy is for me to learn more about how how things work in my mind and body, what motivates me, what makes me tick, what gets me stuck, what makes me happy, sad, frustrated, scared, because when I know more about that, then I'll be able to be better equipped to make the decisions that only I can make in my life. This is, you know, this is my life, and I have to make decisions every day that are going to have consequences, and it would be a really good thing if I knew how the system worked. So I really resonated with that part of the letter that I wouldn't call it fist shaking at the sky, but with the part of the letter that said I I want to know what my life's about. I want to know who I am. I want to know how I work. I want to understand this system. And that's part of that and the community. The community is part of why I do these support groups on Tuesday and Thursday nights. And as you mentioned, we had another group last night. And um, we just had two other participants and myself. We had two other people who were going to be there but couldn't and sent a note. And um, so just the three of us sat and watched the, the first half of the questionnaire the webinar questionnaire after Guy Finley had done his relationship magic talks. And um, very, very powerful stuff. Again, it all goes right back to taking complete responsibility for what I think, what I feel, whatever comes up in me, and find a way to break the pattern habit of blaming others for what's going on inside of me. Um, wonderful stuff, powerful stuff, and lovely people to be with to spend two and a half hours in in the group process. So I count myself fortunate to have that opportunity, and um, I look forward to every Tuesday and Thursday night to repeat the process with loving people who are focusing on literally walking right up to everything within themselves that's less than love and inviting it to get integrated. So that's that's what's happening for me on this third Friday. I guess it's a Friday, not a Thursday. Report from Chicago. Yay. Well, here we are still in Elton, Florida, and... Uh... Friday, another another week. This uh, this uh, year is moving so quickly, so quickly. We're into uh, April already. It's actually Magic Filing Day, which actually is isn't, doesn't become Filing Day until Monday. There's some kind of a weird holiday happening in Washington, so they said, "Okay, you guys, you don't have to pay us today. You have to get it in today. You can do it Monday." So, so there's a little bit of a reprieve for us, but anyway. And our calling number, if you're out there in the uh, listening zone, is 
800-200-4169 if you've got a question for us. If there's any way we can support you with the tools, with the understanding of how forgiveness works, if there are any specific situations we can give you feedback on or worksheets of, of any of the worksheets we've developed, and we have many. Uh, if you haven't accessed the forgiveness processes yet, as it's uh, we've decoded it from the first century Aramaic, then please go to our website, www.whyagain.com, where it's there and available for dot you. Org, you uh, dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Oh, gee, I haven't said dot com in a long time. Yes, dot org. It used to be a dot com, but we're now a dot org. And so uh, if you uh, go to the website and you scroll the page down a little bit, you'll see a, a red and white bullseye. If you click on that bullseye, It'll open a whole series of links. Here's how forgiveness is done. And I promise you, you can spend tens of tens of tens of tens of dozens of hours uh, on all of the different ways the process is explained, the tools are used. Radio shows, we're well over now, I think, uh, into probably 1,500 hours or more of radio shows. Videos, audios, uh, Jeannie's just done an awesome job on the website. I suspect that we're now well over 8,000 pages on the site, although I'm not sure. Well, there must be a way to count them, I would think. But in any event, there's uh, all the material that you could possibly need to support you in understanding and applying first century Aramaic forgiveness, which in, in its simplest form, the word forgive means remove. It's got nothing to do with letting somebody else off the hook if you're in pain or trauma or turmoil. What you want to do is remove your capacity for that pain or trauma or turmoil. Apply first century Aramaic forgiveness, and you'll free yourself of your pain, your trauma, your turmoil. Play the Greek game of I'm going to let you off the hook because it's there. You'll do nothing to change what's inside of you, which guarantees that you get to live the title of my book. Why is this happening to me again? Because whatever's in there is going to play its way through and its way out. So if we can support you, our call-in number, again, if you're on one of those stations we can't see in our control panel or if you're in the um, uh, chat room and uh, would like to talk with us, 646-200-4169. And if you're in the phone queue and you push one, that'll raise a hand. We'll know you want to talk to us, and we'll get to say hello. So, Jeannie, is there anything we do have in a the hand. chat room? Oh, great. Let's say hello. Wait. It's Eric, code 901. You're on the air. Nine zero one. Welcome to the show. Give us a name. Where are you calling well, from? She just dropped, so hopefully she'll call back. I think it was Brenda. But right. So nine zero one. Are you still there? If if you are, press one. Nope. She's dropped off the switchboard. So hopefully she'll call back. But that's all that's going on. The chat room's real quiet. Technology. What fun. What fun. So, how can we support you? You're out there. She's back. something going on in the room. Oh, great. She's back. Hooray. 901. Is this Brenda? Yes, Brenda. Hey there, young Why? lady. Welcome. Good to hear your voice. Sorry about the technology. Anyway. Um, You're like really I distant. The message or the email. It's hard to hear you. No, you're really, really distant. Sounds like you're in a, in a, in a tin can. I don't know. 
you're going to be able to hear me or not. So let me know if you get me. Otherwise, I may have to call back. You're good um, right there. Okay. I will not move from here. I was uh, touched, as many people, with the gentleman from the Netherlands. And um, <clears throat> you, the two of you are familiar with my situation right now. And so, of course, I identified with his um, explanation of the fact that he had lost his home and was, you know, kind of living nowhere, but continuing to seek the truth. And that was the ultimate goal. And for the listeners, and I know you had encouraged me to call in weeks ago, in regard to this, um, it just didn't work out. But I am here today. And so I wanted to reinforce what he said about how the worksheets and doing um, the mind goal management, which I have been working on for now about almost a year. And there was a lady on, I think a couple weeks ago, who was talking about doing the mind goal management and that it was she was not getting the results I think it was that she wanted. And I wanted to say that I've been working on it for a year and I'm just now at the point where I'm really consciously throughout the day watching that I'm managing my mind and my thoughts. And that has become very useful because today, which is April 15th, and most people in the country are scrambling, many of them not with the most loving thoughts in getting their income tax returns mailed, and I am in the process of moving out of my home, which has been confiscated by the Internal Revenue Service. It has been done so unlawfully, illegally. Uh, uh, Two years ago, they started taking 90% of my income. Uh, Then they took me to court and would not release any funds to allow me to hire an attorney. And so I was having to proceed pro se. Fortunately, I have a wonderful, wonderful researcher who has helped and blessed the computer technology, allowing us to download criminal cases or civil cases, jurisdictional cases, all kinds of Supreme Court cases to support our position. The end result was that the judge, in countermanding one of his earlier decisions a few years ago, Um, ruled against us or ruled in favor of the IRS and the DOJ and allowed for the sale of my home. We are going to appeal. But the main thing is that I'm in an amazingly peaceful position right now. And the people around me who know what are happening, what is happening, um, are... It's triggering a lot of upset for them, but it's not for me. And I believe it's because I've been doing, you know, constantly doing worksheets, mind goal management, and such like that. So I'm surprising even myself 
And the Course in Miracles the last few days, the lessons have been peace and joy are mine. And today's is I will be still and listen for the truth. And I know that gentleman from the Netherlands uh, kept speaking about the truth being more important than anything at all. And I am finding that is true. Now, in the mind goal management, um, Michael, I think I had men- and Jeannie, I mentioned this to you the other day. I had always wondered what the will of God was for me. You know, it talks about doing the will of God. And it was never very clear. It was like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be doing this this um, uh, thing that I am doing, which has gotten me to the place I'm at, or um, because of it being such a passion for me, or am I really hearing what I'm I am being told? And as many times as I've read the Mind Goal Management. And the paragraph that goes in front of it, at the top of it, all of a sudden the other day, the part in it where you said that um, the spiritual faculty of will and capitalized will, and it triggered a memory that in The Course in Miracles, it always capitalizes the will of God. And so I made a connection. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it sure opened the door for me and turned the light bulb on that the will is to manage my mind through whatever experience that I have drawn to myself and to understand that when one door closes, another door opens, and in my life it's always been experienced as a better door. So for anybody who's out there who is, concerned about loss or grieving. I've done a lot of work on that over the last nine months and um, and before that, but intensively over the last nine months. So um, I just ask for the um, loving support of everybody out there that I will continue moving through this experience and that justice will eventually um, there will be justice within the judicial system in the United States. So that's my comment. I'll take yours. Well, my first uh, my first comment is to acknowledge you and uh, one your courage, the kinds of things that you faced and and stuck to your beliefs, and and two the you know of all the people I've worked with over the years, you're one of the most diligent at doing your work and you're earning the reward. Yes, the external world is uh, is seemingly taking away and the one thing that you now own that they can't take from you is the presence of love in yourself and the truth about who you are and that's more important than anything. So so your work is uh, is certainly paying off and I hold the space that uh, that it will pay off on the next level as the legal process unfolds and that you are restored and uh, restored abundantly for everything that's been uh, illegally taken from you. And I hear you loud and clear. Well, I that's what I'm looking at. And um, I thank you for all the support and all the work and everything um, because I truly am amazed that I'm at such peace. <laughs> right now and that I'm having absolutely joyful days, some of the most joyful days I've had in the last probably 70 years and Mm. so I wanted to let anybody out there that's 
that is uh, feeling like the work never produces or that, that you get impatient with it is I am definitely reaping, as that gentleman from the Netherlands was, reaping the benefits of sticking to it. And the last couple of days, because my real concern right now or the thing that, that feels a little bit overwhelming to me is I have a deadline and I didn't realize how much stuff I had accumulated, or I did. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> between my libertarian work and you all saw it, I pulled everything out of storage and then everything started happening and didn't get time to go through it. So it's going all back in. But meeting that deadline of getting everything moved out, and since they're taking most of my income, then the hiring of somebody else to come and do it, which I don't think they could have done it anyway. So that, you know, I'm holding a peace of mind and doing my wellness stillness CD every night and doing my three-finger things throughout the day, which have been very, very helpful. So it's the... uh, support in visualizing me um, meeting the deadline. And actually, the, the IRS woman who is going to be auctioning off the house was also the one who handled when they raided my home in 2007 um, and auctioned my things off then. She was the participant. And it's when I she contacted me again, just as I, as the woman that I saw a few weeks ago who had been the one that guarded me while they were raiding my house in 2007, when I saw them again or, or talked to them again, I just had this peaceful feeling about them. And so that, again, is, is an indication to me that this work is well worth spending the efforts to. Well, the other day when I was feeling overwhelmed about getting things done, I decided that I would not do the mind goal management in the morning because it would take me sometimes, you know, that work would take me, I'd get into it and spend about two and a half hours. So I said on my sheet, I said, I'm not going to do this until I'm out on Monday. Well, each morning when I woke up, I found that I was missing. It was like something, there was a hole there. Was, something was missing because I wasn't doing the sheet. But I made that as a commitment so I can get the rest of this stuff done. Anyway, that's that's it. Cool. And, and uh, you had shared with me that you got actually from someone who the first on the first contact from the IRS was not, uh, let's say, to say it kindly, not very nice, and that uh, with this contact there was empathy and support, caring and concern for you. And that's, uh, that's a pretty sweet yeah. shift within that system, especially in the way that it uh, tends to, uh, to bully people. So right. nice work. It's, uh, it's awesome to, uh, to watch your process, and uh, certainly we hold the space for a, uh, an uplifting outcome. Thank you, and, and we can also picture and visualize that every person that's involved in this whole thing um, on either side of the fence, you know, on the pro and the cons, that the judicial system and the attorneys involved and everybody's involved, that once they read the information, that their, eye, their minds are opened and they have the integrity to actually accept the truth for what it is, even though it's different from what they've always been taught and believe, and that there's some integrity, but the integrity within them, which is within them, comes forth um, throughout this work. 
All right, well, I'm going to thank you. And if everyone would just put love around everybody who's involved in this situation. Thank you. We we embrace you in our hearts. We encircle our arms around you and hold you tightly and see that circle of love setting out to your attorney, to the uh, uh, IRS officials involved, and right on up the DOJ to the top of the DOJ that instead of criminal justice, we start to see more integritous justice in our society and in the world at large. So thank you for the uh, the deep, deep uh, emotional, mental, and spiritual work that you do on every level. You're, you truly are a pioneer changing the world. Thank you. And I don't have an attorney. Um, they're really afraid of the IRS, most of them, and even the one that we just got now that we thought was going to be promising is just afraid that he, he will lose his uh, bar license by asking just simple questions. Um, but I am looking for an attorney who will is um, willing to take the information and research it and then be able to uh, defend it in court. So if anybody knows of an attorney like that, then uh, let me know. All right. Well, hold the space to your heart. We appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Love and blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. We do have another caller. Let's go for it. We'll just hold the space with Brenda, and uh, and uh, we hold you in our hearts. It's been a tough time. Area code 517, you're on the air. Hi. Hello, it's Rex. Well, hey there, young man. How are you? How did your day go with your uh, your newest grandson? Well, it's uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, wonderful to see them and uh, 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 Sandy and Josh were going to go out and um, have fun, and they were just so exhausted, hadn't slept, they've been having some challenges, and, you know, he's adjusting, and they're all adjusting to newborn life, you know, and it's just massive changes, and um, so they just went to bed. So Mitzi and I hung out and stayed from probably 6.30 till 11 or 11.30 and really just facilitated them having the space to rest. So, yes, that, that went well. I, I, want, I would like to acknowledge Brenda and the depth of work that I hear her doing and all of us in our own ways, but especially Brenda in this moment, for the commitment. I know you said it, Michael, but... I wanted to say it as well in that, that the courage she has is monumental. Yeah. Yes. And incredibly inspirational. Um, as each of us have our challenges, we have um, perspective that's, that I'll speak for myself, I have a perspective that is perceived ideally through the divine and through that essence of being that I am. And I'd like to say that's the, <laughs> that is the norm. But quite often, I'll, I'll say once in a while now, more than quite often, honestly, um, it's it's not seen through that, and I see it through a different lens. And what Brenda resonated to me along with uh, the person in the 
is it Netherlands? Um, yeah. Just be- yeah, beautiful, beautiful inspiration to know self. And for me, that translates into, you know, know myself as divine, as love, and then allow that to be the force that moves and inspires my mind and my body and all my actions. And that is something that I am inspired and I aspire to. And Brenda, I think, was just a great example um, of, you know, a person who is doing the work and his to have you know, their income garnished to that extent, to have their home taken from them. And it's a form of violence and abuse in my experience. And to have her, um, in my perception, um, to have her, more accurately, a pain that is a societal pain playing itself out in an organization. That's probably more accurate in in the moment right now. and, and to have Brenda be able to express love for self and embrace the experience and even the moment of sharing it and to be triggered on a day like today of, you know, tax day quote, um, is just, that is just awesome. So I, I wanted to acknowledge Brenda. And also it came to my mind, I, I don't know if it would apply in her case or that she could even benefit from it, but Morris D's and the Southern Poverty Law Center has a, a judicial system that they go after anybody, including the IRS, and if they see unjust action. So, Brenda, that would be something you may want to pursue, at least to find out if they might support you in, in a, a legal information. But the Southern Poverty Law Center, Center it's a wonderful organization that uh, goes for human rights and justice and, you know, they, they do a great job. They're immersed somewhat in regulatory speech, but who isn't today? But they do a wonderful job of service. So those, and, then the, and then last thing, I think, uh, Michael, the, uh, the conversation about, you know, person just being inspired in another country to do a language and to take the time to rewrite a book in, in a language that they're not getting any direct enumeration from, they're not getting any direct, um, you know, pr- you know, they, you know what I mean. They're not, they're not doing it for a sense of self. Not getting paid people. for it. <laughs> yes, yes, but but I, the reason I didn't say they're not getting paid for it is is because my experience is if a person moves forward with an inspiration from the divine, they, they get that payment right then by taking that action. So it would be a form of payment. It, it isn't really. It's just a reflection. Um, but that's why I didn't say not getting paid. But they're not physically being enumerated. But then again, they, they probably are because they're moving forward love and love just reflects the love back to them. And so that work, that whatever they're doing in the work world, that is going to reflect, uh, you know, where they do receive uh, money or, you know, goods, then that would probably increase from the sake of it increasing the love in themselves and then it being reflected back to them. So, you know, I think it's just really cool. I I was inspired. I am inspired. We had a great conversation yesterday. You brought up that idea about bringing forth the work at a much deeper and bigger level and, 
and technology is making it more available for all of us. And so we're excited about that as a group and a company. And uh, I just really feel a lot of gratitude, uh, appreciation for all of us. There was one other piece, I knew there was one other piece. It was the community part. Um, I've had a number of experiences recently of how that community element of consciousness, of like-minded individuals joining together, um, being inspired and motivated by pure love. Uh, in my private work with people, I am finding a greater depth of compassion within my own experience and in alignment with that, having an experience of one day, I just am feeling really emotional. And I was riding my bike and, and it was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm having all these experiences and it seems like I'm butting up against a lot of resistance. And I recognize that I have had a lot of resistance to just allowing things to flow in my life, wanting to control them and so forth. So I was pretty conscious in it. And even to the extent it was a mildly cold day for riding, it was only about 27, 28 degrees, and, uh, you know, I garb up and covered and everything. And then that experience when I was riding was the wind was blowing in my face when I left, and it was the coldest wind that I could remember experiencing. And I've ridden with below five degrees. And so it was really odd, and it caught my attention. And then when I turned south, that was heading you know, one direction, then I turn another direction and it was blowing in my face still. And then when I went in a circle in the um, area where I ride in the park, every direction I went, it was blow- blowing <laughs> fully in my face. And I went, That's when you know somebody's up to get you, right, Rex? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think in the past <laughs> I would have had that experience, but what, what, what is actually happening in my mind was, you're kidding me. This isn't something that, according to physics, would be a natural a phenomena. And, uh, and I, I, I just smiled, actually, and said, this is so uncomfortable. This is my resistance reflected to me by nature. And it was so cooperative. I didn't even have to ask it to, to show me that. It just did automatically. And it comes into the, you know, the laws of, of life and the laws of, of, of the creator. Um, are always there reflecting whatever it is that we're doing in our lives. And, and then a bigger picture, and I, 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 I embraced it. I, I didn't like it, but I said, doggone it, this is me looking at myself, so I'm willing to embrace it. And that was a, a healthy thing to do for me, and I got back to my house, and, and then it was on a Monday, actually, and I, then I got ready to do my client, work with my clients and make my calls and the first client I talked to said, oh, my gosh, I have had, had this tremendous resistance from everywhere and just struggle. Struggle was the word. And, and struggle. And, and as this person was talking to me, I, I got this overview of community. And I have shared this before with people, but I find it so incredibly valuable that I'll share it again on the program. When my son died, um, Journey, uh, over three years ago now, three and a half years ago, I was standing in the kitchen uh, beside myself and I just beseeched God, my idea of the universe, and I said, I, I asked, I said, why is this happening? And I was thinking of Mitzi in the moment because she had had her sister, both sisters die, her grandma, her aunt, 
her um, niece, uh, and then her son. And I asked, I said, why? God, is this happening? Breathe with your legs. Thank you. And I got that I was an answer as one of those moments in time that I think will live with me forever. And that was, the answer was, because I can. It said, because you can. And I said, <laughs> I said, because I can what? <laughs> and and that voice, it was in my voice, but it was it almost appeared to be externalized, but I knew it wasn't, but it was. So it's hard to, to explain. But I, I knew it was the creative divine essence you know, representing in a way that I would be able to understand it. And it said, because you can present love and change it for all time and for all of humanity. And I went, oh. And in the moment, and that has continued to expand in me. And Michael, you and I have talked about that and you had said that, you know, some of the things we were doing were changing all of creation and changing all of humanity in that one, that one aspect. And what I have come to understand, and I know you've said it, but it's a much different comprehension from me and understanding, is that we're all doing that in every moment. And, and what I learned from that experience was that I'm able to embrace all things and all things are available for me to embrace. And it goes back to the beginning of time. But I don't have to be trying to figure out what that looked like and what it meant in another, you know, uh, body or another person's experience because it's all being revealed to me in the moment. All I need to be attentive to is in the moment, present on what's surfacing in me and address that. And the uh, piece I got in the community was the uh, my one of my clients because I have chosen to work with them intimately in supporting their process. I was able to present conscious awareness in that process, and in the pro- in in that I was able to uncover things inside myself, deeper levels of my own struggle issues, which I am still aware of. And but able to still stay conscious and then realize as soon as we started talking, we were able to go into removing the aberrant material rather than spending a lot of time on the story. And I shared with them what I'm sharing in the program today about community and the power of community is that when they were really calling for support and help, then I was, as a representative of love, to the best of my ability in that moment, showing up to do that. And then another occasion, I had an experience of that, Michael, when you were going through your major um, healing process in your lungs, um, I was going through a, a, a major emotional uh, healing process. And I'd like to say I handled it as consciously and as um, eloquently as I did that first experience, <laughs> but I'm going to be honest and say I didn't. And I, I was able to move in and out of it, and it, it took the better part of the entire day to get through that. And then when I heard that you had been working on such a deep piece for yourself, I saw again the representation of that community joining together and, and to heal together. And 
I just, I, I really wanted to be able to share that. I've been really busy with meetings and, and uh, business that I wasn't able to before today. And then the program just unfolded so beautifully with Brenda talking about that. And, and then yesterday, on Monday, I listened to your program, even though I wasn't able to listen to it. That's where I heard about your not feeling well and, and healing and going through your process. So those are the, the ideas that I wanted to share and some of the sharing. And I, I think I pulled it all together. I got a little emotional. Michael, maybe you can, anybody can notice I didn't pull something together. Please um, support the process so we get the communication out there clearly. Yeah, no, sounds right on track, Rex. It's, uh, it is definitely um, a way to impact and support the community to do a piece of work. You know, you look at Brenda, who, and over the last couple of years, we've gotten to share some of her process on the show, and I have known Brenda for, uh, gee, 25 years now, and and she's been so diligent with her work. And as she shared, she's been around the sun about seven, 70 times, so a woman at 70 to have the courage to, and, and having had a life with some pretty significant uh, traumas to uh, to work through has been continuously doing her work. And actually we're going to miss it too, because when we're going through Memphis, we always get to stay with her. And, and she had this beautiful apartment uh, up overlooking the uh, Mississippi river, right on Beale street. And so, Brenda, we'll hold the space that you get the apartment back for uh, for selfish reasons, too, because we'd love to come and spend <laughs> a day or two there on our way to and from uh, uh, Theodosia and uh, to hang out with you a little bit and get to experience a bit of the city. So we'll, we'll just hold the space. But just to to have observed Brenda and the space that she's created to be able to stand as a woman at 70, to say, okay, you're going to take – Everything that I have, including my income, well, you're not going to have my inner peace. You're not going to have my love. You're not going to have my life. You can take that, but I'm going to keep this. Thank you very much. And then to hear, and she shared with us in more detail in private conversations, how some of these agents have been impacted by the work that she's done. So, you know, in the end result, you just never know who you're going to impact. And I I remember uh, Rex uh, when your son did pass and uh, came to uh, to Lansing, and how hundreds of people showed up for his uh, memorial, and there wasn't one of them that could keep a straight voice or uh, an eye from being tear-filled when they came in the room and became part of that process, and the space that you and Brea and Mitzi held and spoke about the process that happened. And there was such a community healing for everybody. I mean, people who came in with such grief and they thought their grief was about journey. But person, when someone passes, when they're in grief is dealing with their own inner pain and their own inner process. And so to have been able to be part of that and to watch the transformation of those hundreds of people who walked away and left their baggage behind, it is, it's beyond what appears to be all the goals we hold in the moment when we can get bigger than our process and we can hold that kind of a space and, impact eternity and so that's uh, that's precisely what we're here to support 
and to be part of, and we're delighted to have you on the team to do it. Well, I'm delighted and excited about being on the team, and I I did have a, another thought with the I can process. It's it was it, it it continues to be so powerful in my work and my personal life, and it's a reminder that no matter what it is, I seem to be attracting to learn from and to support healing in the world and in myself. Um, I'm I'm attracting it because I can. And it's a gift to have the skill to be able to draw things to me, what I might have considered and still do occasionally, uh, consider good and bad, but be able to draw them to me so that I can learn and support transformation and healing and, and a, a, a brighter light to be expressed in all of us. And we're doing it together. And I can't even fathom trying to do this alone, although I know the deep level in your work is all something that's being done inside me, and it, it is done alone, but it's done in community, changes the whole dynamic of the process. And it's just a, 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 a wonderful experience to be a part of when, it's, when I'm able to see it through love, and I'm always able to see it through love, it sometimes takes me a little longer than other times. So thank you, Michael, for your work and everybody. God bless everybody. I'm going to go back on mute and see if you have any more Rex, questions. Rex, before you go, sure. I have, mm-hmm. I'm typing the notes for the shows as they go, and I didn't catch the name of the company that you suggested for Brenda. So without me having to go back and re-listen to the whole show, can you give that to me again? It's called the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, it's an organization uh, that has been in existence since I'm gonna maybe even the late 70s, early 80s, and they have gone after everyone, anyone who was unjust. Um, they've gone after the Ku Klux Klan. They've gone after many organizations. But the key is their theme is justice, and uh, they're a great example of it yet they still use fighting against and such. That's what I was speaking to the regulator. But that, that's it. Cool. You know, it's yeah, interesting. The, uh, the world raises their fist for justice. And what I offer to people, I think the, the complementary perspective of this work is to raise your heart for responsibility because too often justice becomes something about vengeance. Responsibility comes, becomes I heal myself and I bring forward the presence of love to this situation and to this situation and to this and to this and to this. And then just a little kind of a acute, acute side note, Rex, seeing as how you know uh, our daughter Krista, when uh, Adeline was born, it was a short time after her birth, you know, a week or so, and, and or a couple of weeks, I guess. And we went over the first evening that they were going to go out and uh, and do a movie together. Her mom, Adeline's mom and dad, and we were going to stay with Addie. And Krista is walking out the door in tears. Oh, I can't leave my baby. I can't leave my baby. Uh, oh, it's okay, sweetie. You can go. Go ahead. Go on. And so they leave, and they're going to a movie. Ten minutes later, they're back. Now, here's the power of a mama who wants to be with her baby. 
the projector broke down at the theater they were going to, and there was no movie, so they were back home <laughs> within 10 minutes. And Anyway, it's there fun. We appreciate everybody. Blessings. Bye-bye. Okay.